When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back to the Her Who Stats Podcast Network. This is Courtside. I am Christy Winters-Scott, joined as always by Gabe Ibrahim. And Gabe, we missed a couple weeks here and there, so we've got a lot to catch up on, on and off the court. So great to be back. Is there something, was there something happening off the court that was taking up all of our attention? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I didn't notice. I didn't you notice. Know, you know, I had been, you know, learning all these new recipes and like being in the kitchen a little bit, but it was flat out oodles and noodles last week. I was trying to, you know, <laughs> we actually had meals. We had meals, but no, but hey, after we ate, everybody was right back to their phones. You know, I'm, I'm coaching high school basketball. We haven't been in the gym yet, but we were on the track. And water breaks, kids were looking at their phones, the numbers are the same. You know, these yeah. teenagers are like in it, you know? And I think that's what's been, you know, the biggest difference in this election than any other that I've ever seen is that the the interest and um, in the well-being of humanity by yeah. our youngsters, our teenagers are like just on top of it and, and just watching everything unfold. So it wasn't just me. You know, yes. I have three teenagers who were also very much uh, intrigued by how everything unfolded. But uh, yeah, our high school students, they are, it's a different breed. I'm telling you, it wasn't mm-hmm. like that in uh, 2016. It wasn't like that four years before that or before that. You know, these kids are watching everything. And I think with how things turned out, especially for women, with Kamala Harris, listen, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, that was... That was huge on so many different levels. I can't even begin to explain how important that representation is for women, for black women, women of color. I, I just mm-hmm. think that it was such such a, a monumentous moment uh, for so many of us. And you know, my mom, she's 81 and, and she was emotional about it. She's an AKA just like Kamala yep. Harris is. And uh, you know, just that connection too. You know, and it's and it's more than just being the, in the AKA sorority, but it's, it's sisterhood. Like we're out here and we're doing so many things just to keep people connected and um, to stay 
on the positive track with compassion and empathy. And, you know, so the sorority thing is very special, no question about it. But at the same time, to see, to see someone who is representing women mm -hmm. and women of color and black women and just walking across that stage when she came out, I mean, it was electric, wasn't it? It was, it was amazing. And she's, you know, she's such a gifted, yes. um, speaker just like mm -hmm. and it was really interesting um because obviously what we're talking about is joe biden winning the election um <laughs> obviously um but it was really interesting that um you know she kind of came out first and she had she had somewhat of the longer speech i think and she kind of she did she took up a lot more of the headlines and i think that kind of goes to show how important everyone realized Ma madam vice president's election was because she's the right. first per she's the first woman that we can say is in is in the White House. And um, so, yeah, massively important. I, I think, obviously, it was painful last week. Oh, my God. Uh, I know all of the counties in Nevada, all of them. Oh, I, can okay. I can tell you most of the counties in Pennsylvania now. I know, I never um, knew them before, right? <laughs> yeah, and it's like, it was painful and it was, it was long, but I think it actually kind of also shined the light on a lot of how democracy works for a lot of people who yes. are new to this process. Some people are, have not taken the lessons, um, but I think mostly uh, the the people who um, I interact with, and especially young people, kind of have a better understanding of how this whole thing works. Yes, yes. Uh, have a better understanding of how you can make a difference because we see, you know, uh, people like Stacey Abrams in in yes. Georgia, who yes. kind of she spearheaded a lot of the grassroots movement there to get people registered to vote, get people out to the polls, making sure that they were there. Um, she's getting her flowers now along yes, with a, a bunch of different groups in Georgia, a mm -hmm. mm -hmm. um, bunch of different groups in Detroit, Milwaukee, Philadelphia, you know, even Phoenix and, and mm -hmm. lost. Like you just saw so many people vote. Yeah. That's a good thing. That's the a good most thing for people. ever. Yeah. Most ever. Um, Highest, high, highest vote share since 1900. In the I United did States. not know that. Yes, I will. Well, we have to see blade. the. We have to see the. We have to see the, the final numbers here. But <laughs> right, yes, right, right. It, it appears that there were um, the highest vote share, the highest uh, number of eligible voters, or highest percentage right. of eligible voters since 1900. Wow. Um, which is incredible. That's incredible. Wow. I think. Um, hopefully, going forward, we still have more representation, and hopefully we don't have jerks who are saying that this election was rigged because I mean, how, it was not. I mean, I, I don't get that. And, you know, if you don't win it, then it's rigged. You can't say that every time. And, and that's just how the, the verbiage was coming out. You know, it was the mm -hmm. same as what we heard before when, when things didn't go the way you want to go, then, then there's blame instead of accepting defeat. Right for what it is, defeat. And so, and I hate losing and I get it. It's not good, it's a bad feeling. Um, but at the same time, when you cannot justify that there was some issue yes. <laughs> other than, other than um, you didn't have as many votes as the other person, um, then, then you have to just concede and just say, hey, you know what? Uh, shake a hand and and keep it moving along and and not in a disrespectful way I'm just saying that that's for everything that's for games that's like you know and it's hard I, I hate losing I'm telling you that right now like anybody who mm -hmm. knows me they know that right and I don't like making excuses I really don't but if there is concrete evidence 
uh, in terms of uh, analytics or statistics or look at the scoreboard. You know, like look at the scoreboard. The scoreboard is what it is. Like at the end of the day, there it is. And you know, as tough as it is, sometimes you got to accept it. And it's it stings. And you know, you see it in the you know WNBA, the NBA. You know, those players, and even in the in college ranks, like you know the Duke the Kentucky school. game, Everywhere. high school games. You know, you you hate losing everybody. That's why you play to win. Yeah. So, but at the same time, you have to be a good sport. When it doesn't go your way, you're not going to win everything all the time, right? Well, I think I think to to bring it to a sports analogy, so it can get into what we're going to talk about today, which is college basketball. Yes, yes. Um, and and Christie's um, uh, top twenty-five ballot. Um, but to bring it back, like we know, if you watch sports, you know where who the great players are and what they do after losses, right? And mm-hmm. you can you can talk about this more than I can. When you're a good team and when you're a good player after a loss, you say, wow, we lost. What can yeah. I do better? Exactly. What, what, where is my team going to go from here to make sure we don't lose? Even when a team loses in, in a, a fashion that was possibly controversial, those mm-hmm. teams, yeah, they can sit there and say, well, if we got this call, sure, we would have won. But most of the time, those teams are saying, well, we shouldn't have let it get to the point where we got, where we got to that call. There it um, is. Especially now when you lose by 5 million votes. You yeah, jerk. It's oh my not, god, I hate these people. It's not one vote. Like, you lost by 50 and you're complaining about pass interference call on the or, or uh, <laughs> a foul, a foul called in the first half. Like, come on, man. Like, all right. regardless, regardless, uh, let's get let's get on to uh, college basketball. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I, although I want to talk about recruiting really quick, I want to oh, talk yeah. about one recruit in particular. One recruit who shares a last name with my co-host, Christy. What's what's going on? Oh, well, today was a very special day for our South Lakes family, number one, because I'm the head coach there for the girls' basketball mm-hmm. team, but also for our Scott family, where uh, Brianna Scott, our daughter, she is a senior this season at South Lakes, but she signed her national letter of intent today to attend Georgetown University. She wants Ooh. to major in uh, criminal justice and become a lawyer. Like you, oh. she wants to be a oh, lawyer. Yes. Yeah, she can. So, she can hopefully yeah. host a podcast someday. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you know, multi, multifaceted, multifaceted, multi, multifaceted. So, yeah, but it's it's been exciting. And then her teammate, Az Fudd, um, she announced this morning that she would be attending UConn with mm-hmm. Paige Bukers, and that's going to be fun to watch. Uh, I got yes. to know Paige over the summer. She was uh, down for a couple practices, and that was oh, – yeah? I was uh, – my head was exploding watching those games, and it was so much fun uh, just to see how mm-hmm. skilled she is. And, and she and Aisy are best friends, and they just had uh, great chemistry when I saw them practicing. So um, that's super exciting. And, um, and Tim Fudd, Aisy's dad, and, and Katie Fudd, uh, AZ's mom they were uh, coaches for the GTS Fusion team okay and um, yeah a lot of a lot of great players obviously are on that team uh, Lee Volker she's at uh, PVI and she's going to Duke to play for Carol Lawson so um, you know a lot of great signings going on today I, I didn't realize that, a- that AZ and uh, Bree were on the same yeah. is that AAU AAU, yeah, on the Under Armour circuit, and uh, last year was the first year for that program, and they just kind of got this uh, 
DMV. It's a heck of a team. team. I mean, it, I mean, my head is exploding. Like all, a lot of the parents will drop and leave, you know, go to the store or something like that. And I sit yeah. there, I have a notepad and I'm videoing drills. I'm like, I love that drill. You know, it's like, mm -hmm. it's, it's college level stuff that they're oh, doing yeah. and teaching them and holding them accountable to that. But that's why they're able to be uh, uh, as successful as they have been. I think um, they just get it. They understand, you know, that, that the team is the team. And while mm -hmm. AZ is, is such an elite talent, like everybody, even she, like all of them, like she's just so humble and um, just such a sweet kid. And, and Bree just has loved her experience with them. And so, yeah, today was a, a super fun day. As a matter of fact, we're, we're going to uh, have a little uh, team get together to celebrate oh. AZ and, and Bree and a couple of the kids tonight. So, yeah. Well, congratulations oh, to um, the whole the whole DMV basketball family. Because we're DMV. <laughs> I, I have no part in this, but we're killing it. One part. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a part in this. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I mean today today was the first day to sign, right? Yeah, it was the first day to okay. sign, and it's AZ's um, 18th birthday today too. So oh, it was wow. like all these things. So yeah, it was, it was uh, <laughs> there are levels to that too. We're talking about levels to things. There are levels to that today for uh, for AZ. So super fun. Super yeah. Fun. No, it's gonna be. I mean, next year is gonna be. I because you know some. I think the kid, and you could you could talk more about this too. Sure, sure, Do you sure. think kids now mm -hmm. coming into because we see you know Paige, we see Haley Van Lith at yep. Louisville, we see yep. um, we see a lot of we see a lot of these women, young women, mm -hmm. getting a lot more attention before they even get to college. Yes, um, I think that's that's just going to be great for the game, right? If we if these players already have their platforms built before they even get to a UConn, to a Louisville, to a Stanford, to a Georgetown. Yeah. I mean, no question about it. I, I just think that, you know, the social media piece has really added so much more interest, number one, because mm -hmm. you know who the kids are and not just their stats. Like, you know, their personalities, you know, their families, you know, their AAU teams, uh, mm -hmm. you know, you have um, Slam Magazine following these kids around. And I just think it's so fantastic just to, to tell the story about how they operate internally you see what they do athletically mm -hmm. right but i think it really affords these young ladies a, a chance to to have that kind of exposure in a good way um right. just to have that connection with the public and the viewers so when they're watching the game they're not just watching to see if you're going to score your average they're watching because they know yep. you know uh, you battled injury you came back you you fought through this you you changed teams to to get to a point where you are on, on a competitive level that you know is going to challenge you and make you better. So I just think that, you know, to understand the stories about people, and I already told you, I, I love the stories yeah. behind everybody. And, you know, I know they don't just land where they land, you know, it's a process and they fight for it and there's a journey involved. And to me, it's just super intriguing, but to see it up close and personal, like with my own daughter and with AZ and with Lee on the team, I just think mm -hmm. that it's been so much fun just to, get to know them over the last couple of years and um you know you've you've known them you've seen their names but like get to know them yeah. you know what i mean um i think that's been truly special and i, I think that's only going to go up from here in terms of that kind of exposure for our young girls and i think that it's great i think that it's fantastic and you know you'll see it play out in the college level because you're going to know more about these players yeah and that's um you know a lot of the research that they're that a lot that um a lot of sports organizations are doing now is actually revealing that, mm -hmm. you know, it's not something that we didn't know, but it, the 
my generation and younger leans more towards following players and right. following um following players in in terms of like you know we know lebron i've known lebron my entire life literally right, right, right. right. so when you know someone you get more attached to them and then that that grows their personal brand which brings people to the game and that's is. hopefully what's going to happen here with college not only college basketball yeah um but with the WNBA, i mean i think sabrina is someone that a lot of young young people have known mm-hmm. for you know, five, six, seven, like five years at least, right? Yeah. So yeah. I think that that's going to really grow the game, and I'm excited to see um, how it all plays out. But that's next yeah. year. Yeah. You know, I mean, we we have some we have some freshmen coming in that have that have big platforms already, but um, that's a that's a little bit looking ahead. Let's look ahead to this season. Yeah, let's do it. Um, so AP poll comes out. Yes last week uh a couple days ago actually it came out yeah. this week you yeah. you you voted on it last week yes so it's you know it's not at the tip of my tongue but yes i have a, a you know a good feeling obviously without seeing any teams play yet you know mm-hmm. usually it's uh, tough. It's starting right now but you know you're just trying to prognosticate you know because of rosters returning players um transfers which with there were so many transfers this year mm-hmm. it's tough to keep track of that just across the board as well um and a lot were granted eligibility right away so that kind of changes a lot of teams uh dynamics and mm-hmm. rotations um but i loved it i mean it's this is my first year doing the ap poll um i've done you know the WNBA poll and everything mm-hmm. and at the end of the year i do some some awards things but this year to do uh the ap poll once a week for college uh you know that first one's always the hardest right because you don't know you know what what teams really are going to look like you only basically see them on paper right and you just kind of like i said prognosticate what you think they're going to be able to accomplish with with who they have and you know the chemistry that you think they will develop if they're not Mm going to come out of the gates killing it like do they have the potential if they're young or a lot of new pieces, are they going to be able to materialize and um, get it done with, with strong leadership and just yeah. grit, grit and toughness. So that's, it was hard. And I, I may have gotten some wrong, but I don't know. No, I, you can't. It's, a, it's your opinion. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's yeah. your opinion. Like you, anything, look, I think one thing we've noticed in the college football season, if you're a college football fan, things are crazy. Like right. not just from like the cancellation perspective, players missing games due to COVID, um, but just like this this college season for mm-hmm. every sport: right. football, men's basketball, volleyball, soccer, women's basketball. Mm-hmm. What we're talking about here, it's gonna be crazy. Yeah, it is. So I mean, I I don't you know we could, you know, or we have the top five, we have the top twenty five, but mm-hmm. I'm guessing at the end of the year there's gonna be some teams in the top ten, and we're like where where did they come from right that's always the case though isn't it though there's always a team that catches fire has a strong momentum going into postseason and you're like hey they started the season like you know we're talking about WNBA the Connecticut Sun you know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying started out 0-5 but then had this tear at the end so I mean that happens in on every level every gender every sport you know so that's why you know it makes the voting every week you know (laughs) a Mm -hmm. little crazy because you don't see you know the the end result obviously so you're just you know you're just trying to look ahead and and see what what teams can do and see how they can start the season out but that doesn't always tell the story if they don't start out strong which is what mm-hmm. i was saying like you know, you can't just base it on the first couple of games you got to let things grow 
and and see oh, yeah. what it looks like down the road a little bit playing the right way at the right time yeah and it'll also be interesting to see um looking ahead to, to 2021 like how how many players just decide to come back um yeah, yeah. because everyone has a free year of eligibility this year that's mm-hmm. a big news from the ncaa like there there's a free year of eligibility um so anyone can come back and now the transfer rules appear like they're going to be changing in 2021 to allow yeah folks uh to transfer without worry of, of having to sit out a year so it's like i know i know chris <laughs> i'm shaking my head and Dave, I, you know i i'm from the old school and i'm not ashamed to say it i mean yeah. it's just and i know you know people are like well if it's not a good fit i get it I, I get it but man how hard are you trying you know i mean are you yeah. the first the first glimpse of discomfort than his deuces like what's really the issue you know like i think and i I, you can say that for pros too the bounce teams you know i get it you know and they take a lot of heat for that because i think there's more to be gained for fighting through things that aren't necessarily comfortable for you uh, Mm -hmm. than you know when it's not a hundred percent comfortable for you and you you scoot yep because there, wherever you go, there you are. That's my philosophy. Like you can't yeah. run from you can't run from yourself. If you're going to be that, you know, fickle in terms of your loyalty and whatnot, then you're going to go there. And you're not going to like it there either. Because guess who's there? You, yeah. and you're not you're not going to appreciate. It. You're not going to no. like it. So what are you going to do about it? You're going to push yeah. through. You're going to run. Like I don't know. But that's just me. And and people <laughs> have their own philosophy on it. I'll let them speak their mind. Yeah, speak your mind. But what's your heart saying? What's your so, soul saying? Like, how, you know, you're just going to... No, I, had, I had a very... I, I, had a, I, I did a whole podcast um, with Amy Otterbert. On, oh, uh, yeah. On so, and she agrees with you. And I'm pretty much every every player, former player and coach I've talked to agrees. Um, right. <laughs> I, I'm not a player coach, so I disagree. Um, okay, I just think okay, it, okay. it to me one like it doesn't really change the system that we have now because pretty much everyone is being granted immediate eligibility. So it's just I like, know. so it doesn't change the system we have now. And secondly, like I just have a lot of trust in college athletes. I think they're very high level people. I think they're, they're the vast majority of them are going to um, obviously they're going to do what's best for them. And, you know, I, 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 I try not to judge on that, but I think, more importantly, they're mostly people who are going to try to stick it out mm-hmm. unless something's really bad. So that's right. my, I mean, I, I have a lot of trust in maybe too much trust in college athletes, but um, right. I know for me, like, you know, uh, I've been, I, and, and I think a lot of players, you know, have been to the point where they say they want to transfer and that happened to me in law school. I was like, I just want to go home. Right. But, I get that too. If there's circumstances, yeah. that's different, I think. But if it's just but, like a, a whim, I, I yeah. can't. You know, I think, I, but the thing is, like, I decided not to, and it really, it was, it was the best decision for me. You know, I thought, yeah. And so, I think a lot of players are going to be faced with those decisions and kind of make it. I don't think it changes too much of the decision making right. for, um, for a lot of these players. But you know, we'll see, we'll see. I, I, I think it is the people I feel bad for are the college coaches. I think it makes planning extremely. Difficult. It's rough. I bet. Like, I, I'm glad you know, because it's, it's hard enough. Like when high school kids, like are starting to do the same thing but when college kids do that it's like you spend so much time mm-hmm. you know recruiting them and, and you just don't see it coming you know high school I guess is different because I mean we're a public school we don't recruit you get what you get you don't yeah. get upset but then 
you know, if we get what we get, we don't get upset. Why are the players yeah. like leaving high school situations? I don't know. It's just, I, I guess it's all in, in, you know, how you feel about things. And, yeah. you know, it's worth a, a conversation. Sometimes it, it shouldn't be a stick and move yeah. situation. Um, just out of respect for, for everything, the program and the coaches and, and everyone involved. But, you know, everybody has their own way of doing things. You know, I was raised a certain way. I wouldn't yeah. do things certain ways that other people do it. And maybe people think that's not okay, but that's where I'm, that's my basis of, of uh, decision-making. And, um, you know, I guess you, you want to see yourself and other people. And sometimes you just mm -hmm. don't. Sometimes you don't. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. I just think, you know, a lot of, um, a lot of people who think like you, they're, they're the people who have kids like your daughter, who's right. going to go to Georgetown and, yeah. um, probably, probably stick through those tough times and, and stay, yeah. stay there. Um, yeah. and especially in women, in, I think in women's basketball, mm -hmm. I'm not, cause obviously there are, um, there's, there's light, there's, you know, basketball after college for all these players and they'll get more lucrative as time goes on. But, sure. you know, I think a lot of them, it, it, you're more in an academic situation right, where right, right. you have more, your, your focus is a little bit more academic than someone playing, you know, football or, you know, kind of the, the big stars in men's college sure. basketball. Uh, no doubt. But they're not even transferring because they're just staying a year and leaving. They're staying one year. I was going to say, it's not the same uh, deal. So it's a different, so I, different thing. We'll see. I, I'm excited. I'm 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 happy that the kids get the choice. I want I want to trust them. Yeah. Um, and we'll see. We'll, we'll see how it goes. But let's get to the top twenty-five. Sorry, All right, we got let's, we got off track. Go with it. I am sorry. All right. Here we go. AP poll top twenty-five is yep. the top five. We'll start there. South Carolina, mm -hmm. then Stanford, then Connecticut, then Baylor, then Louisville. Okay. Um, you have South Carolina, Connecticut. Oregon, Stanford, Baylor. So the big one here for me, I'm circling because Oregon ended up number ten in the polls here. Mm -hmm. um, you have them at three. Why? Yes. Why are you? Why do you think you're higher on Oregon than other people are? Kelly Graves. Yeah, so. <laughs> I always okay. say that. But Next question. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I first of all, I love him, um, and I love all the coaches. So I'm not saying that like singling him out and forgetting everybody else. So no um, terrible DMs to me. Anyway, um, <laughs> but Kelly Graves, I just think that, you know, there's so much to be said for coaches who not only understand the X's and O's that best suit their teams, but they operate on a level of, you know, giving their teams the ultimate confidence. And I think we've seen that with Kelly Graves. I mean, I, I fell in love with their team when Sabrina Onescu was a freshman. Mm -hmm. uh, Ruthie Hebert was also a freshman that year. And um, they played at Duke. And I had, I think it was first and second round games down there, and they advanced out of Durham. But you're down mm -hmm. there for like four or five days. It seemed like two weeks. I didn't want to leave. Like I was just, I was yeah. just in a trance, you know, watching them at practice, watching the things that they did in practice unfold in the games. And you know, just talking to the players and the coaches and everything like that, just to see like what the, I guess the groundwork in terms of what, how their program is run. I just give them the ultimate respect for that. Um, number one. And I think a lot of people are, are not giving them the credit because they think they lost 
a lot, which they did. Like, don't get they me did. wrong. I mean, yeah. Sabrina Nescu, uh, 2000, over 2,000, 2,500-point scorer, 1,000 assists, 1,000 mm. rebounds. I get it. Um, Hebert, 1,200 rebounds. I get it. Um, you know, they're missing a ton of, of production. But at the same time, you know, is it a reload or a rebuild? And I think that's the answer that you have to, to look for when you're talking about a team like Oregon who – I believe they they have the pieces in place. Now, they don't have the same last names as the players who yeah. walked out that door with, with all of that efficient production. I get that. But they have players who can manufacture the same level of production. And whether that's collective or individual, you know, I think that remains to be seen. But I think he has a system in place and he has players this season to plug into those those positions that I think, you know, I think they deserve to to have a little more light shine on them just to mm-hmm. see how they're going to perform and whether they come out of the gates again. If they come out of the gates strong, then all right, I look like some genius or something like that, <laughs> <laughs> pulling pulling them up to three. But at the same time, you know, if they come out of the gates slow, then, oh, what's she talking about? No, no, no. Like if they come out of the gates slow, that's oh, yeah. all right. That's all right. And if they come out, right. And I'm telling you, he has a way with those players to get them to believe number one, not just in um, themselves, but in the system and how the system is going to, to best suit the team for success. And I just, I just really uh, truly believe that. So I just, um, that's what I, you know, it's hard enough going down the list and I'm shuffling and moving teams. I'm like writing it down writing returners down their stats a little bit. And it's not easy, you know, to, to move people up and down and around and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, I, I would do the same thing again in terms of um, having Oregon at three. And I, South, I, Carolina at, South Carolina at one, no doubt. Yeah. But the yeah only, I mean, so, yeah. South Carolina is the, South really? Carolina is the, the, the monster here. I mean, that's yeah. the team everyone's chasing. Um, I agree. I mean, so – one of the things you said, so one of one of the players on Oregon actually does have the same last name as one of those players who's departed because Niara, Niara Sabale is still um, yeah. is still there. She hopefully she's healthy and she can um right. she can uh, give 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 a little bit to Oregon. But they also have a couple um a couple transfers that should provide some stability because I think that's what you know they had they they have a really good young group of freshmen coming in. You know, really great, good recruiting class. Uh, they have good holdovers, but Sedona Prince and uh, Tyler Mikesell, mm-hmm. uh, I believe. Uh, ta- excuse me, Taylor Mikesell. Uh, mm-hmm. She was at Maryland, so she DM D, a loss for DMV basketball. Uh, yeah. She she'll be over there at Oregon, and, and Prince came over from uh, Texas. You know that that should provide them some stability and some experience. Um, although, you know, this season again is going to be crazy. So I don't know how, how much you want to value, um, experience, but it's, it's just, I think they have, I agree with you. I'm, I'm higher on Oregon than, than 10. Yeah. I think they're not, they're not a 10, but, um, you know, it it obviously remains to be seen, but I, I think that they are a team to definitely keep in your rear view mirror because they're coming, Mm -hmm. they're coming for you and, you know, whether it's sooner or later, it's going to be at some point. So be ready. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I agree with that. Um, you you had Maryland at twelve. 
Mm-hmm. What do you think? What do you think of Maryland? Are they gonna? Are they kind of the class of the Big Ten right now, or are they kind of? Is there more of a bunch in the Big Ten? Man, you, you got to look at Indiana and Michigan and Northwestern, you Northwestern, know, yeah. and, and Maryland. You know, I, I think those are the teams that right now, you know, again, early and without seeing anybody play. Um, mm-hmm. I just think that those are the teams in the Big Ten right now that um, you have to circle. But I think with Maryland, it's another thing. With Brenda Freeze, it's like, you know, seasons ago they had a rash of injury and you kind of wrote them off and they ended up going mm-hmm. to the Final Four. It's like, okay, you know, how that happen? But I, I just think it's the same kind of Kelly Graves philosophy, you know, and, and while um, the departures of their four seniors, you saw that coming, okay, but yeah. you did not see – the two transfers or actually more than two transfers, but the two starters who transferred um, and Taylor, Mike Sell, who was at Oregon, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. but also Shakira Austin, who was at Ole Miss now. And, you know, you didn't see that coming. So in essence, you're, you're losing four starters, yeah. you know, and five, you know, depending on if you start a Wusu or not, <laughs> Wusu yeah. freshman last year, only a sophomore this season, but you know, you're talking about a, a team that, you know, is basically, you know, turning the page and, and ripping it out and, and going on to the next. And I just think that, you know, another coach who is worth her wear is Coach Freeze. And she loves a challenge, yes. number one. Um, and I'm sure that, you know, with Angel Reese in the fold as this, you know, just phenomenal dynamic post player who, you know, can move up and down the floor like a gazelle, um, can finish in traffic, but is a staunch defender. I think it's really going to be fun to watch, but I also think you can't count out Diamond Miller. I think she has been, mm-hmm. you know, a player, you know, last year that I had to lean back and say, whoa, whoa, this kid, you know, she's only a mm-hmm. freshman last year, second season for her. She's going to be relied heavily upon, I believe, in terms of picking up her production and staying on the court a little longer um, and, and maneuvering her her game and her skill set. She looks great. I mean, the little snippets of practices that they share, they've looked fantastic. Um, but I, I really am anxious to see what Angel Reese looks like with everyone. And and um, Chloe Bibby, I, I know she was cleared um, for, um, for this year. She was a transfer. And um, she was given clearance, and now she doesn't have to sit out. They just said that a couple of days ago. So I know – they're happy about that. Uh, Mimi Collins, also a, a player who sat out last year, transferred from Tennessee, is, is in the fold as well. So I, I just think it's going to be just a matter of time for these teams that have so many new pieces, right? But these pieces can flat out go. Like, right. don't, they're not just uh, filling roster spots, right, to write them down. Like, mm-hmm. no, these kids are filling the spots because they can flat out play, right? So I, I think it's going to be uh, – it remains to be seen like how the big 10 is going to unfold. But I think, you know, just like you can't count Oregon out with their graduates, you can't count Maryland out with their graduates plus the transfers who left right. the program. Right. I think you have to to look and see what they're going to be capable of doing once they gel and, and start getting it together because they're super young too. Don't, Hey, let's, let's look at that. You know, they have some young players who are going to be playing big minutes again. Are they a team? Are they like one of these these preach patience teams, where it's kind of like, hey, we may need a couple games to kind of get off the ground. I don't, I don't have, I don't know if they have a schedule yet. It's hard to tell. With the- <laughs> yeah, they're still they're still working on everything. I'll look it up. Yeah, yeah. I just think I, I don't know if they're going to be a team that's slow out of the gates. I, I think they're ready to go. I think they're hungry. I think the only thing that that's um, that's remaining to be seen, I think, with a team like Maryland is how fast they're going to be able to mesh. 
because they're going to play hard. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just how are they going to mesh together and what that looks like, I, I'm anxious to see. But, you know, they're, they have the youth on their side. And usually when you have that, we saw in 2006 when Maryland had youth on their side and they won the uh, national championship. Mm-hmm. You know, and there were freshmen and sophomores on that team, Christy Tolliver and company and, and Langhorn and Coleman and Harper and all those guys. Hey, listen, they did if it. Yeah, have that level of talent it. again, they're going to win the national title <laughs> well, again. I'll tell you that. I mean, hey. if they could get that level of talent. You never know. Uh, yeah. yeah. But uh, I think it's going to be exciting. They have tests early, which I like. So they're going to the beach, the, the beach bubble, which is in, at, at FGCU. Right. Um, so they'll play they had Arkansas, Wake Forest, Davidson, Missouri State, and FGCU are all there. Um, and that's I mean, that's one, two, three ranked teams between Arkansas, and Missouri State, and you have Wake Forest, who should be better. Um, and Davidson, I believe, should be pretty good. I, I don't I'm not gonna lie, I don't know that much about Davidson. Um, but Wake Forest is supposed to be uh improved. So yeah. I'm excited to see that little that little beach bubble, although so they have Davidson, Missouri State, and Arkansas. So we'll find out real quick. Yeah. We'll find yeah. out real quick about I can't wait. That's just around Maryland. the corner. That's just around yeah. the corner. Like I want to see them play. I want to see games, you know. So that's on uh, the Friday after Thanksgiving, the 27th. Yeah. 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 Man, that's coming up in a hurry. <laughs> that's is. coming up in a hurry. Yeah. Roll the ball out. Here we go. Oh, I'm, I'm bubbles, excited. These beach bubbles and, and such. We need them. Let's go. <laughs> I'm I'm also really excited about Arkansas. Um, I don't, I maybe I'm just like, I'm, I don't know why I'm just a huge Arkansas fan. I have one of my, one of my best friends, she went to Arkansas. So now I've just been like all over them in any sport. I'm picking oh, them as my, nice. as my dark horse team in every sport. Oh. Uh, yeah. Woo pig. Woo pig. <laughs> uh, so it was way working out in football. Do you yeah. think they can, um, they can, you know, translate their their early season ranking and mm-hmm. some success could they challenge South Carolina this year Ooh. or is that is that too crazy man I don't know hey South Carolina is a juggernaut already yeah. and I don't need to see them play to know that I just no, know yeah. that uh you know just little snippets and things that I've seen that confidence they're just oozing that and I, I just think that there's so many players that were left on the roster from last year's team that had unfinished business who wanted to prove themselves in March and didn't get the opportunity to do that. I think that has fueled South Carolina. I I think it's going to be tough to challenge them. Anybody. I think it's going to be tough for anybody to challenge them. But Arkansas, I I mean, you never say never on teams because, you know, Mm -hmm. it's 50-50. But at the same time, you're talking about South Carolina with Dawn Staley and how she has manufactured such a a gritty mindset in those young women. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I can't answer that honestly by saying that that Arkansas would give them a challenge and not to be shady to you but I just no. think South Carolina is on some kind of like crazy mission mentally and it's going to be tough to stop them I'm not even I, I'm not biting my tongue on that at all I'm just saying how I feel like oh I, I, that's what I, it is. <laughs> I really like Mike Daber's team there in Arkansas I love Sam Wu Pig yeah. I'm gonna say it all season. I don't. I, I don't think they can really challenge South Carolina. That's that's a that's too good of a team there um, yeah. in South Carolina. And you know what? I just I, I didn't look this up because I want to see who mm. voted, who gave Stanford their one first place vote. But you know, Don Staley is talking about that. 
to her team. It was 29 out of 30, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They got 29, and she's like, someone does not think we are the best team in the country. (laughs) And I'm sure she's going to ride that for all all it's worth. Get a T-shirt and put 29 out of 30 on it. mm -hmm. I mean, they they didn't like they needed fuel. They don't need any fuel, but, hey, that, that would do it, though. I'll tell you that right now. I'm, I'm going to try to find out who, who this person is before the end of the podcast. Um, so, I, I mean, we, we've spent a lot of this time talking about a lot of teams, and we haven't talked about Connecticut. Um, yeah. Connecticut going back to the Big East. Yeah. Uh, should, you know, it, it's going to be a little different, obviously. They, they, mm-hmm. lost, they lost a lot of talent, but still, sure. it's still UConn, right? Like, right. we're it's still, it's still UConn. It's still going to be one of the best teams in the nation. What are – kind of your expectations for them um, getting into a new conference? Do you think, do you think they'll kind of have, face a tougher challenge in the Big East? Or, um, you know, what do you see from them coming this year? Yeah, I, I think it's going to be great for them to come back to the Big East. I think with Gino, I think you're, you know, you're always going to get a, a massive effort by everyone uh, wearing a UConn jersey mm-hmm. um you know i know with crystal dangerfield running things uh, last season for them and doing what she did as a rookie in the league um, this year with minnesota was fantastic to watch but i think with with Paige bukers coming into the fold man i'm telling you what hey gabe she's special and i know people will say okay and, and we were talking about social media and the attention that they're getting mm-hmm. and the the mixtapes with the music and all that stuff but listen i'm sitting in the gym this summer and I saw her playing. There was no music or anything like that. She's phenomenal. <laughs> like, she yeah. is phenomenal. And when I say that, it's like she can pick and choose what she does with the basketball in terms of how she scores it or who else on her team will score it. And she is so tactical with her decisions that it's just like, it's like, I don't know. It's like uh, uh, jazz music playing. Mm-hmm. And even though there was no music, like I said, but her game was her game was jazz music on the floor. And mm-hmm. you didn't see it coming, but just somehow she just like, she just flowed through the court and just boom, a dime to the left. And I'm like, that kid was open? Like I'm sitting over there with the, <laughs> with the you know, with the stank face, like, whoa, like, okay, you know what? This is, this is a different level. It's a different level. And you know, for her to have the height that she does and and the humbleness too. Like this is a kid, you know, people are coming in, you know, to the gym and just to get a picture with her and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, she has that level of um, exposure, number one. People know who she is, but it's not just because of the, the mixtapes with music. It's because she can flat out play, like mm-hmm. flat out play. But you know, I know that, um, you know, for her to be in Gino's office and to have her take that picture with him and, and for him to yeah. say, I'm taking this picture so I can get my followers up. And I was like, but that's just who Paige is. She's, she's a, a, a funny kid. And, you know, I, I think she's going to do great um, running the team for Gino, mm-hmm. especially with her size, like her ability to to score on a dime, like pull from a foot behind the line. She's looking like she's setting up something and then it's just pulling a three and it goes straight down, doesn't even touch the net. And I'm like, wait, what? Like yes. that level score. And, you know, and if someone it's comes a, up She's a futuristic her, she's, basketball score, you know? No doubt. No doubt. 
and you just never know what she's going to do, but you know, it's going to be good, whatever the result is, you know, it's going to be a good thing for the team that she's playing on. Um, it's going to yeah. be interesting to see how they look though. You know, they're going to look young too. And Gino already always says, you know, he always, you know, downplays everything uh, with his team, but no, they're, they're going to be tough. That's why I Not, had two. They don't have a senior on this roster. I just realized yeah. that. And he mentioned that too. He mentioned that too. Um, he had, um, I guess they had the Big East um, media day and I was listening mm. to that. He was like, you know, we don't have any seniors. And I'm like, geez. <laughs> That's tough. Jeez. That's tough for everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really excited to see Olivia Nelson Adota too. I mean, she's, she was so good last year. It's like, she, she's obviously six, five. So she's going to jump yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. She's going to jump off the, the screen whenever you're watching her, but she's so mm-hmm. skilled and she got, she just got better as the season wore on too. So yeah. um, I'm uh, the whole team's going to be great. And guess what? December 4th, not too far from now, they get Louisville. Yes. Circle that date folks, because listen, that is going to be a great game. Yeah. Mainly with Louisville. Oh my God. That's going to be that, tough. That's going to be a fun one to watch with some, a big box of popcorn, Gabe, and some cranberry juice oh, and, yeah. uh, and a lime, no ice, man. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm excited for that one. We may, we may have to do an emergency pod right after that game. Emergency pod. I'm down. Emergency pod. Mark or we could do too. one out or you could just wait until February 8th when they play South Carolina <laughs> and gamble. Man, that's and another gamble. one. I'm not going to be able to sleep the night before that one. No. I'll tell you that off the top. <laughs> <laughs> i do i do love that connecticut get, gives us the big the big matchups you know it's like we're yeah, not yeah. we're not messing around we're gonna play yeah, we're, we're gonna play the big team the big teams and, the, and they'll have um they'll have some nice big east games too i'm excited to see what the rest of big east has for them yeah um, yeah but yeah that, so that's um i mean any other team here that we really want to get into obviously stanford i found out who voted for stanford actually it's mike carmen who I don't really know where he works. I'm, I'm looking know. him up. On, he works in. Uh, oh, he works for the Lafayette Journal Courier. So he's he's a Purdue um, beat writer. Okay. And he he gave Don Staley some very nice bulletin board material by voting Stanford number one. I was gonna say, man, did somebody like, <laughs> you gotta talk to him? Yeah. I don't know, like, and I knew I'm it wasn't me. I saw, I saw it was twenty nine out of thirty. I was like, well, it wasn't me. So, I, <laughs> hey, hey, I put my hands in the air on that one. Like, hey, listen, mm-mm. I don't know the how red, you do that though. How do you do that? How you leave them off? How do you not have them at one? He has, he has them at number two. In fairness, I mean, still, <laughs> the rest of the SEC is looking at that guy like, really, bro. Really, right. you're gonna do us like that? You're gonna give it? Right. You're gonna give us that situation now? Exactly. Thanks. <laughs> Just leave them alone. Yeah. <laughs> leave them alone. Um, oh, have mercy. Yeah. I'm really excited for Louisville too. I know we just brought them up with UConn. Yeah. Uh, Dana Evans gonna be a great player. Oh, uh, yeah. Again. Phenomenal. ACC Player of the Year last year. Mm-hmm. I'm really, really excited for them. I'm really excited for NC State. Um, and you know, it's gonna be a crazy season. It's just gonna be. It's going to be wild. It's going to be weird. Um, but I think in the end, we're all, going to, we're all going to have some fun. Hopefully, you know, life is a little bit more under control as we go forward. Yeah, um, I hope so. I hope it calms down a little bit and we can uh, see these phenomenal teams play this season in a safe way, of course. Yes, yes. And, um, you know, we'll be, we'll be here for all of it. I mean, yeah. Christy, you'll, you'll be doing 
you'll be doing a lot more than I will be, right? I think so, yeah. Like, uh, as we stand today, which I have to preface everything I say lately <laughs> with that, um, you know, uh, the Big Ten is is getting ready to get going at the end of the month. Um, the, a lot of the awards are coming out today, still throughout the, the evening here. And uh, the media day is at the end of this week, so I think that's going to be fun just to get to talk to the coaches mm-hmm. again. But yeah. I think it's going to look a lot different. Uh, I don't know what the fan situation is going to be. I, I don't think we're going to be on site as broadcasters. Um, you know, it's just the way of the world at the moment. So I just, I just like I said, want to see everything go forward in a safe manner. Everybody stay healthy. But, um, yeah, hopefully uh, Big Ten Network, you know, that's, that'll be where you can find me anyway um, throughout, the, throughout the season. And, uh Hopefully it uh, it goes without uh, any issues or cancellations yeah. or you know the things that are happening a little bit now with college football and whatnot. So yeah. we see. hope everyone we we're we're prefacing everything by hopefully it's safe. Yeah. And if it's not safe. We love basketball, but let's just not. We can we can take some time off. Um, yeah. So, but we 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 believe in. I personally believe in the, these coaches and these programs to keep it safe. Um, yeah. And we got a ton of content on yeah. her hoop stats right now. For college for the college season uh we just dropped our becky hammond award watch list for the mid-major nice. player of the year nice. uh, i'm i'm be writing about william and mary um because uh-huh. that's my that's where i went to law school and i was really interested in you know they had a really great season last year kind of mm-hmm. an outlier in their school's history and now they're coming in and um their best player actually opted out and so where i want to wow. talk to them about how they're how they're dealing with that and how they're moving forward and then we have, you know, storylines to watch, which is by Calvin Wetzel. Who, that's why he tweeted at you about Oregon. I saw he, that. <laughs> I, think, I think he agrees with you on the reloading. He did. He did. Mm-hmm. And then we, you know, we have SEC previews. I'm going to be writing an ACC preview. I think we have a Big Ten preview coming out soon, too. So go to herhoopstats.substack.com, and um, there will be a ton of content there. Um, yep. I do want to shout out also the next – which you can find at the next.substack.com. A ton of great content over there about uh, women's college basketball because we're strapping. It's gonna be. It's gonna be crazy. Oh yeah, it's gonna it's be time, crazy, baby. It's time, honey. It is time. Yeah, I can't wait though. No. Oh, we should. Oh, we forgot. We always forget to do this. Twitter. What do we do? Oh yeah. Um, I, you can find me on Twitter at Gabe underscore Ibrahim. You can find her hoop stats on Twitter at her hoop stats must follow must follow i'd love if you followed me but must follow her hoop stats before the season christy where can the people find you well definitely i i concur with that definitely Mm -hmm. follow her hoop stats on twitter and and instagram everywhere else but for me you can find me at christy c-h-r-i-s-t-y w scott 51 on instagram and on twitter so much uh, to talk about still, Gabe, but man, we're going to save some for next time. Yeah. Sitting courtside and starting to flick the lights telling us we don't have to go home, <laughs> but we got to get on up out of here. So we're going to go ahead and get up out of here. But it has been a pleasure, as always, to share this courtside seat with you on the Her Hoop Stats Podcast Network. And we will be back next time to talk more hoops right yep. here on Courtside. All right.